Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. We're coming to you through the leader in responsible paranormal alternative science programming, the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and we can also be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring Forgotten Unity. Somewhere along the way, through the ever-cycling ages, we've forgotten who and what we are. We've come to see ourselves as separate and different from everything else, totally unrelated to the rest of the cosmos. We view ourselves as so isolated, we've disconnected from everything around us, to our detriment. Cancer is similar, growing out of control, out of balance with its environment. We have indeed become a cancer to the world we live in. When we're not out of balance with our environment, we're, not, we're going against the natural flow of life, creating friction and drag. When one considers the power of the universe, it's no mystery who will win that little equation. In ancient times, it was the shaman's sworn duty to maintain the balance between the people of the tribe, heaven, and earth, heaven being the entire cosmos. It was believed that health and well-being of the tribe, the planet, and all living upon the earth depended upon this balance. 
The Lakota are a Native American tribe descendants of the original inhabitants of North America. They exemplify a culture that rebalances its people with heaven and earth by performing annual ceremonies. During these rites, the earth's shifting relationship with all other heavenly bodies is taken into account by adjusting the people's relationship with the stars. In this way, the Lakota people recalibrate annually, enabling them to stay in sync with the ever-changing frequencies of the universe. Lakota individuals from special, specially designated lineages have passed these sacred ceremonies down their family line. Each lineage and ceremony represents a star in a particular constellation. To this day, in the spring of each year, individuals from the Lakota Nation go on a pilgrimage, following the sun's path through the constellations, performing ceremonies at corresponding sites in the Black Hills. The Lakota are not the only ones that perform the sacred tradition. Innumerable monuments and places of worship are still in existence. A common cross-cultural practice was building structures to align with the sunrise on the equinox. Some were designed to create amazing shadows, such as the Temple of the Feathered Serpent. At this site, the shadows cast by the rising sun create the Feathered Serpent that ascends the nine terraces of the pyramid on the vernal or spring equinox. Others frame the sun like the ancient Neoglithic mound in Ireland. In the Mayan site on the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico, the rising sun on the spring and autumn equinoxes shines through a central doorway of the temple, towards a single erect stone. Yet others were built to face the sun as it rises in the morning vernal equinox, like the Sphinx of the Gaza Plateau in Egypt. There's evidence that during the era of 10,970 to 8,810 B.C., the Sphinx gazed directly towards the constellation Leo, which would have preceded the sun at dawn on the spring equinox. Why this widespread, uncommon attention to the balance of heaven and earth? Every culture has its equinox myths and legends. Structures were built by ancient civilizations who had knowledge of the spiritual process that leads to abundance, health, and enlightenment. This process has direct relationship to Earth's relative positioning in the heavens at any given time, and thus the people living upon her. These structures were created to house ceremonies designed to focus the cosmic eternal forces that support physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual balance. Our guest this hour, Jennifer Gale, MHSC, combines her bachelor's in music and master's of health science with her background in energy medicine, including acutonics, Chinese medicine, and astrology. She integrates this knowledge to inspire new awareness of ancient medicine. Her book, The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine, Restoring the Cosmic Foundations of Healing with Mark S. Nikazi, MD, outlines the connection between health and cosmic science. After this commercial break, I'll introduce Jennifer, and together we'll explore the cosmic unification of all things and our place within it. So don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, 
at WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sander Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, Sacred International Journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda The health of any system depends on the balance of its constituent parts. 
when we consider the unified nature of the universe and our place within it, it follows our health and well-being is also dependent upon our being in balance with all that is. With us this hour to explore this topic of health and the cosmos is Jennifer Gale, author of The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine, Restoring the Cosmic Foundations of Healing. Jennifer's book outlines the connection between human health and cosmic science. Her website, soundworksbygale.com. Jennifer, thank you for joining us on The Science of Magic. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. You speak of weaving together the threads from our ancient past with a more current paradigm. Uh, how have you done that? How have I done that? Mm-hmm. I've done that by trusting in the process of change and trusting in the process that life is guiding me, you know, in each moment. So it's and it's been a moment-to-moment journey of and a year-by-year journey of uh, showing up, not keeping score, and um, trusting that the larger cycles that I'm encountering have at the core, you know, the divine mind, the infinite wisdom that creates all worlds knows exactly what I need each moment, each step of the way. And, you know, this is one of the things that I talk about in my preface of the book, that I was raised in a deeply religious family, and, of course, what I was taught in catechism is that God knows every hair on your head, every prayer upon your lips before you utter the words. But it wasn't until I encountered and uh, encountered myself through the language of astrology that that actually became a visceral reality. And so through many (laughs) changes, death and rebirth, and of course my son is in Scorpio, and I have other planets in Scorpio, and I have Scorpio rising, this archetype is all about death and rebirth. It's all about, you know, um, rising out of the ashes, the phoenix, and and I do feel like in my life I have experienced what it's like to be scorpion, you know, to feel like you need to manipulate energy or situations in order to protect yourself, basically. I've also encountered, as I said, what feels like living many lifetimes in this one lifetime of the phoenix rising from the ashes, reinventing myself, having to, um, you know, face change again, which feels many times to us human beings like it's death. And, of course, in the Tarot system, there is no birth card. There's only a death card. So it is about change. That's um, that's interesting because it, cause it seems like one of the things that people have trouble with is this double-edged sword is change. And yes. at the same time, if it's not the newest, the latest, greatest, it's passe. So it's like we have this very interesting and relationship with change, don't we? True. Well, yeah. And I think that it all really comes down to ego. And, you know, I had this discussion recently, and I wish I could remember who said this or where I heard this, but I've used the term, and we've all used the term, the dark night of the soul. But this person said there really is no such thing as dark night of the soul. It's a dark night for the ego because the ego is having to let go of 
that which it has identified with and you know what it has become so dependent on to boost up its ego or to feel important and there's nothing wrong with feeling important but through you know getting back to the whole scorpio archetype ruled by pluto which is all about transformation and alchemy which is turning the lower energies into the highest frequency so pluto transits are really about annihilating what the ego has over identified with so that the purity of the soul can really express itself which that's might... when the eagle that's that's when the third symbol of scorpio comes into being the eagle. would you would, would you mind defining ego everybody talks about it but <laughs> but, yeah. but let's get on the same page exactly how do you define ego here when you're talking about it oh gosh um I mean, I define the ego as that part of us that feels the need to separate. We feel, you know, we, we over-identify, as I said, with um, structures that we built around us. Um, we've become habituated into a certain way of life, and that protects the ego from what we what the ego considers separate from itself and so there are healthy boundaries to be sure and it's again a balance of (laughs) the ego's identification and also recognizing that there is a higher purpose a higher perspective that is connected with the infinite all that is the infinite wise energies that um that govern all that is the cosmos the greater cosmos and our environment and also our inner being and so i don't know if i'm doing a very good job of defining the ego but the ego is limited in its perspective and so along comes a pluto transit and shatters that perspective and the ego feels lost and wounded and um but it's really a great great opportunity to experience life in a more expansive way and from soul's perspective. Mm. You know, the ancients seemed to understand the importance of humans remaining in balance with the ever-shifting energy of the universe, which, of course, is represented in the horoscope for one small place. Do you also see that as important, and if so, why? I absolutely see that important. Um, What, the horoscope or staying in balance or both? Staying staying in balance. Staying in balance, absolutely. I mean, this is one of the the core pieces of the the content of the book talking about the four elements um and how they continue to morph within the body and in nature we see this all the time i mean um well i realize a lot of places on the earth and in the southern hemisphere you know don't really experience the four seasons the way we do in the northern hemisphere but nevertheless, there are these cycles of change that we witness in nature, and they're a part of us. So when we become polarized in one point of view, or when the body experiences too much inflammation or too much dampness, um, too much air, not enough earth, or too much air, uh, not enough water, we experience this imbalance 
either physically, emotionally, or spiritually, or in each one of those categories. So it absolutely, I mean, the way that you, in your introduction, what you were saying, um, you know, reminds me, and I say this all the time, that we are an ecosystem in the microcosm. Our bodies are an ecosystem. And it's very important to keep the elements in balance and, um, and you know, uh, the body, emotions, the mind, and the spirit. So in practical terms, how do we keep our elements balanced? What advice do you have there? Well, if you are not coming to me, <laughs> sorry, just a little joke, <laughs> then, <laughs> then um, it's really a matter of tuning in, staying, staying aware of what your body is saying to you. If there are symptoms that are surfacing, don't be afraid of them. They're messengers. They're simply trying to get your attention and saying, you know, we're out of balance. We're, we're showing you what, what you need to do or at least giving you a clue as to what you need to do. And then seek help from whatever um, practitioner or therapist or doctor, preferably naturopath or someone who works naturally with the body and its elements. I mean, I don't want to make any enemies of the medical community, but I think that, again, it comes back to balance. There is a place for that. But where it comes to preventative care and, you know, wanting to stay well, be, to get well and stay well, when, you're, when your focus is on wellness and not disease management, then you want natural help. So you're saying that, uh, so to treat when we start to see an imbalance before illness breaks out. Yes, yes, Exactly. Yeah. Um, why did we lose the practice of staying connected with planetary and galactic energy? Well, to be honest, I feel like it's just been indoctrinated into the structure of society for thousands of years now. I mean, um, and it, it comes down to faulty foundations upon which many of our systems, including science, religion, and medicine, have been based for, well, you know, for thousands of years. And during the age of, of Pisces, um, which is, you know, waning now, and we're coming into, we are in the cusp of the age of Aquarius, um, we've held this viewpoint that... we. We lost a lot of knowledge, number one. Um, I do believe that organized religion, although it may have meant well and still means well, I believe that it has become polarized in one viewpoint and has not helped us to understand our cosmic connection, whereas the ancients and the indigenous cultures never lost that. You talked about that in your introduction. So... Part of the reason I felt that this book was important was to really go back and look at some of that ancient knowledge that we lost when, for example, 
the Library of Alexandria was burned, and we became indoctrinated to organize religion and a specific way of connecting to the infinite mind, to God. Um, in my mind, uh, the infinite mind expresses itself in infinite ways, and it cannot be limited by any one faith, doctrine, dogma. Um, and, I mean, when you look at the vast reaches of the cosmos, you understand <laughs> all the... Ver- and for, you don't even have to look all the, you know, at the vast cosmos. Look right, it's right at, under our noses. We're exactly. Gonna have, we're going to have to take a break. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this commercial break, so don't go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net, and there's a bunch of them. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. program providers including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together, we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. 
He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. We cover what's hot for in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints. Join our email family to receive our topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Our guest this hour is Jennifer Gale, author of The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine, Restoring the Cosmic Foundations of Healing. Jennifer, we were talking about how the burning of Alexandria and all that um, took knowledge away from the individual and put it in the hands of the religions. That sounds like a power play to me. I mean, is, is that what you're seeing there? That's certainly how I see it. I know not everyone does, but um, yes, I definitely do see it that way. Religions became a political structure and um, really wanted to maintain power for themselves through control of the masses. And so now is the time when it's incumbent upon the individual to understand that the infinite power of however they define God, whatever this infinite mind and creator is, uh, and I don't, it is available to all, is my point. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, 
and and life is energy energy does not die it merely changes forms which brings us back to the whole morphing of the elements and how things are constantly in change and this is a good thing this is actually healing your you know stagnation is death it's deadly, no. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what problems do you see emerging today as a result of our disconnection from the planetary and galactic energy? What promise? Do what I problem? Think? Problems. Oh, problems, sorry. Difficulties. Um, well, the problem... <laughs> the problem is simply that, you know, there are always going to be people reluctant to, to allow the process of change. As I said before, we are moving out of the age of Pisces and into the age of Aquarius, where it is about the Christ consciousness, not the, the Christ, you know, man, but the Christ consciousness um, being available to each individual. But each individual has to understand that there's, work to be done and it doesn't have I don't mean laborious work I just mean being aware paying attention to the connectedness that is all around us so the problem again is a reluctance to change but that's also where the magic and the solution lies so my book I mean what I really what what do you think what do you think it's going to take for us to be able to reconnect Well, I think that part of the reason that all of this chaos is happening in our external world and things that, I mean, from, from the physical point of view or the third dimensional point of view, let me put it that way, it looks like the world is falling apart and that we couldn't possibly recover from this. But dissonance plays a role in music, it creates suspension, and we seek that much more intensely the solution, the harmony, the unity, the, the, that point of relaxation. So what's happening today and what is becoming more blatantly uh, obvious to everyone on this planet of what the problem is, is actually fulfilling a role in creating the solution. Do you think that we're, uh, you know, our, we've sp- spoken of resistance to change. Doesn't that resistance come from fear? What, what part does fear sure. play in, in this? Fear is always resisting change. I mean, fear always plays a role um, in making a diagnosis actual. I mean, materializing it. So, yeah, I mean, I do believe in uh, Roosevelt's quote that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's absolutely true. And the more that we can find reasons to trust in the implicate order that governs the vast cosmos and the microcosm within each individual the more that we can trust that process, the better off we are and the faster we heal. 
So, you know, it seems like there's two different factions here, those that are looking towards the the new world, if you will, the new way of being in unity, and those that are really locking down in fear and, and not changing. What What's going to happen with that chasm that's forming? Well, did I tell you I was a psychic, Wilda? <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't mention that. <laughs> uh, what I, you know... I'm actually working on a new text, and it's all about perception and perspective. So what I encourage, to to answer your question, I don't know. (laughs) But what I believe and and the, the vision that I hold and what I put energy and focus into is that all is well and that all will be well. So yes, we've got more and more polarization, people who absolutely insist on going backwards or maintaining status quo. They see changes coming and they look at it with fear and trepidation that, oh, the world is going to hell. And then you have those who see all the positive potential that is unfolding at the same time and that is where I encourage people to put their vision we do you know energy follows our attention our focus and so if you continue to look at the world through the lens of fear you will create more situations in your life and the life around, you know, in the life of those around you that will create reasons to fear, more and more reasons to fear. But if you put your attention on what is working, on the beauty of this world and the beauty that exists in human connection and human nature in all cultures all over this globe, (laughs) then then you begin to feed that and you understand that um, is, isn't there a unity or where we're headed. Isn't there a fine line, though, between um, positive thinking and sticking your head in the sand and denial? There is a fine line. Um, and I think that where I am with that is I've, of course, experienced both. <laughs> But uh, And I've definitely been accused of burying my head in the sand. But when you are energetically attuned and you are an empath and you, um, and many people are, you're so sensitive to what's going on that you really do not need to watch it on the news. You really don't need the material confirmation of what is happening. So... And and the better we feel in our body, and again, in in the four elements, the four components, physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, um, the better we feel, that reverberates out into the greater environment. It's not a selfish thing at all. But it's a two-way street, isn't it? It's a two-way street, isn't it, in, in that uh, what we feel reverberates out into our environment, also, but also what other people are feeling reverberates into our personal environment. How can we tell the difference and how can we maintain that balance? Okay. 
Well, this is one of the reasons I talk about the elements and how the astrological component of each individual is important and why I am a proponent of the law of astro I mean the language, excuse me, the language of astrology to understand our own nature. So what you are describing and what I have experienced being a water sign, look at how water operates in nature. It's adhesive. It, it takes on the shape of its environment. It immediately absorbs and feels the environment in which it is in. You cannot separate one drop of water from the rest of the ocean, etc. Um, water signs... Uh, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces are the natural empaths and it is necessary for them to develop healthy boundaries so that they can distinguish and discern what is theirs and what is someone else's. But we do have the power to say, um, you know, this does not belong to me and I cannot heal you. You have to learn what you need to heal yourself. So each individual has to do that. And each element operates differently. So if we're, um, we have a couple minutes left here in this segment, but if we're a water sign, we tend to feel what's going on around us and have to set up boundaries. Isn't that stepping into ego? Well, that's the balance, you see, that, comes into play between the ego. We're in this world, as long as we're human beings on planet Earth, we have to have a healthy ego. But the ego has to understand its place. It's not in control. So we have to have a balance between the ego expression and the higher self perspective that leads and governs the ego and the ego's response. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, in, in a couple minutes here, would you speak to our multidimensional nature as humans? Um, boy, okay, in a few minutes. Well, I'm gonna use, <laughs> we can always pick up on the other side. <laughs> I'm going to use a musical metaphor within any tone, whether it's middle C, let's just use middle C as a reference on, on the piano keyboard. Every fundamental tone, such as middle C, has within it all of the infinite harmonics that exist. We are the same. We have a fundamental tone, call that our ego, or call that our particular combination of elements and predominance in water, fire, air, earth, whatever. But we have all of these components at our disposal at all times, and that is where the healing and the infinite potential of healing comes into the science of magic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I would really like to pick up with this on the other side because it is a very, very large subject. So we're, we are going to take yet another break. Jennifer and I will be back shortly. So don't you leave us now. This is The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. We're in this together. Your thoughts are very important. If you have any comments or topics of interest to suggest, please email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net. You are listening to The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, 
every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. Our guest this hour is Jennifer Gale, author of The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine, Restoring the Cosmic Foundations of Healing. Jennifer, we were talking about how music relates to... um, uh, us as multidimensional humans. And I love that analogy that you gave in, in that we have the capability to express any of those tones, but we kind of sit at a home base. Would you go into that a little more? Well, um, again, I, I think it, it comes down to us really getting comfortable with the idea of change, understanding the opportunity that exists in breaking out of the chrysalis, becoming more of the infinite soul potential that we embody. It isn't about abandoning the ego or the fundamental tone at all. It's really about bringing in and calling in those higher octaves of soul and embodying it in such a way that you fulfill to greater in greater um, capacity and to a greater extent what your fundamental tone is here to do and understanding the connection the the purpose of your unique signature which is what i talk about in the science you know the science of planetary signatures in medicine that just like every snowflake is unique and its unique configuration is based on, as Wilson Bentley put it, its journey through cloud land. We as human beings experience the same thing. You know, whatever journey our soul has experienced through many, many lifetimes, through many, many forms and many experiences, we have a specific configuration in this now moment, in this life. And so the more that we can fulfill that and understand how we are here to serve the greater good and the greater whole, the more fulfilled we ourselves become. So I see three parts to this thing. (laughs) (laughs) One is many of us are so locked down because of, you know, our damage growing up or whatever reasons, belief systems, et cetera, that we really don't even express our baseline tone. Yeah. Then we have then we have others that um, are trying to express their baseline tone, but are still not able to reach beyond what that was their their signature in order to blend with all that is. How how do we dance with that? What can you tell us about that? Very astute. Um, well, again, it may sound selfish, but the fastest way to help another heal to become more whole to become more of who they are here to be is to focus on yourself 
to really capitalize on all that you can be. So it's not about trying to change another person or change the environment because we absolutely drive ourselves insane trying to wrap our arms around the world, trying to change external circumstances. It's not going to happen. That's how we make ourselves sick. We need to focus within. We need to focus on our own signature, our own configuration. The more that we do that, we lead the way for others. So, again, it all starts within. Yes. But, but it's this continuum between, between all that is and the identity of the individual. But if the, let me see if I got this right. Where the individual locks down, that would kind of like be ego, wouldn't it? Yeah, when any lockdown, any stagnation, any resistance to the flow of life, to where, you know, if there's, if there's a dissonance or a stress or an internal conflict that you're feeling, it is just a messenger saying, this needs to change. Mm. So look to your favorite guru or someone who can help you um, if you need help, you know, if you feel like you don't have the tools to figure out what it is, then that's when you go to a facilitator of healing. But understand that they're not going to fix you. They are not going to do something to you to take your problems away. The work has to come from that individual, and they have to have the courage to look within and to change whatever needs to, whatever is asking for greater expression. Do you see modern-day astrology as adequate to the task of reconnecting with the individual to the whole? Well, that, I mean, my gosh, there, <laughs> there are as many astrologers out there as there are doctors and specialists. And that's, I, I mean, I think that astrology is evolving, and that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, that astrology and the healing arts are evolving, and they need to evolve. All of our systems need to evolve, and they are. It may seem like it's not happening, but it is happening. It's just you know, at this physical level, at this physical dimension, it's a slower, denser vibration. Change is slow to happen, but it is happening. And I, I also feel that since all of these galactic energies are coming upon the Earth, I mean, really, it's been happening since 1987, but since 2012 it's intensified, where the Earth's alignment with the galactic center is experiencing now more and more intense positive energies, higher frequency energies coming upon the earth. So even if you feel like you're behind, like you can catch up really fast. These are, <laughs> these are accelerated changes. The earth is ascending into higher levels, higher dimensions. We as earth beings are also going through this process. And that is why, you know, there's, we've got to pay attention to our body. We've got to take care of our physical body. And, um, do do you see the evolutionary nature of these times putting pressure on where we're disconnected? Absolutely. Oh yeah. But it's not putting pressure on it for the purpose of making us uncomfortable. It's putting pressure on it for the purpose of waking us up to where we need to heal, where we need to change. So, what are the planetary influences on human health? That's what it all comes back down to, doesn't it? Oh, gosh. Um, the planetary influences 
can be applied in many different ways, but the way that I apply them, because I work with tuning forks that are calibrated to the planetary tones, um, I use the person's natal signature. Can Can I ask a question? How How do yes. you know they're How do you know they're calibrated to the earth tones? The tuning forks. Uh huh. This is a system that was created by an acupuncturist, Donna Carey, with a musician, Marjorie de Munich, but based upon the um, work of Hans Cousteau and um, the Cosmic Octave. So these tones are representative of the planets in our solar system and even those beyond, such as Nibiru, Sedna, um, but in order for me to answer that question, I would really direct you to Acutonics because, and the Acutonics Institute. They can answer those questions much, much better than I can. Um, <laughs> but I have experienced the tones. I work with the tones, and they absolutely represent what I work with and see in a person's natal chart. Um, and it's, it's not exact science or an exact mathematical frequency. They're very elastic. They're very archetypal. So it's a framework. It's not a vice, if that makes any sense. I mean, I hope it makes sense. Well, are you are you kind of giving an antidote to a person's imbalance? It's very much, yes, it's very much like harmonic homeopathy. So where there is dissonance, I use the planetary tones that are um, in a more, well, dissonant relationship. And um, it, it all depends on what what they report, what is, what's happening in the individual's life, what patterns are occurring. And also, it isn't just the natal chart, it's also what transits are triggering or asking for change within that natal configuration. So you're, amplifying, you're amplifying what the chart is already trying to produce? Well, it's not amplifying the problem so much as, as it is bringing into harmony those tones in the body. It, so it is, it is a lot like um, harmonic homeopathy where we bring into harmony in the body using the eight extraordinary vessels and the, the meridian system and energy system based on Chinese medicine, which also agrees and capitalizes on the connections between the individual microcosm and the macrocosm. Amazing. Jennifer, you know, time flies and we're it out does. of it. I, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for being on The Science of Magic with us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Our guest this hour has been Jennifer Gale, author of The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine, Restoring the Cosmic Foundations of Healing. Jennifer's book outlines the connection between human health and cosmic science. Jennifer's website, soundworksbygale.com. This has been the Science of Magic. For in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints, join our email family to receive our topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, 
May you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you embrace your celestial nature.